Yo, what's the crack? My name is Matthew Sharp and this is The Thought Floor. Cheers for coming down to my level. I have a really special four-parter for you uh, over the next kind of four weeks. Uh, thanks to everyone who sent messages and, uh, you know, asking about the podcast, when when's it coming back and stuff. I took uh, an extended lunch break. Um, I just got really busy with work and stuff and uh, I really just didn't want to be posting stuff out just for the sake of it i really wanted to think about what i was going to talk about um because i really didn't want that quality to decline so thanks for the message and stuff and keeping on me to get on to it so um finally getting back to it so thanks guys um got a special one for you here i've got a four-parter um it's basically going to be about my trip to jamaica and everything that surrounded that trip and then hopefully once i tell you the story i'm going to sit down with the person that i went to to make it with which was my dad and have a discussion with him about the whole uh trip as well with it being my first time there and also um you know why the, why did we go to jamaica so so yeah so a bit about me and the background and how this trip kind of came about you know i'm i'm mixed race for those of you who know me, obviously know, but for the, those that don't, um, they obviously can't tell because this is a podcast. You can't see my face. Um, I'm half Jamaican, half Northern Irish, and battled with identity issues most of my life. You know, at least until my. I mean, I still kind of battle with um, individuality and and that kind of thing. But I think growing up in school, school played a, a huge factor with not really knowing what I was supposed to be or who I was supposed to be you know partly because I didn't have this strong Jamaican influence in my life growing up so it was never really part of my life even though you know visibly it was clearly part of my life I think a lot of people's expectation of me was that I fully in tune with my heritage you know on my Jamaican side I'm, I'm now Northern Irish side and that just wasn't the case I often thought about my Jamaican side and I think the personal expectations I put on myself were to you know like reggae music like chilling and you know it's all good man and all that stuff and you know weed and, and all that stuff and and even you know I mean I love Bob Marley but I just felt like I was forcing it you know I remember going to HMV and HMV you know and Bob Marley had it was like the ultimate collection of all his like best songs there was like I don't know like 40 songs on it 40 50 songs this big thick three disced you know back when you used to get CDs and I remember thinking like I should probably buy that not because I like the music rather than but just simply because I'm half Jamaican I should probably buy that and I did and even listening to it, I was like, I don't connect to this at all. And, you know, and that was the problem. I, you know, there was a disconnect, and I think I f- tried to force it. There just wasn't that huge influence in my life. So that question really, you know, played on my mind. Like, who am I? And it affected me for a long time. And then there was other people's expectations. People used to always ask me, I mean, they still do, have you ever been to Jamaica? And now I can say yes, but before, you know, it would always be no, you know, um, haven't been, blah, blah, blah. And they'd always ask why, like, why, why, so how come you haven't been? And, you know, I suppose part of it was, you know, waiting to be asked to go, because I didn't feel like I could go by myself. 
So part of it was waiting for my dad to kind of go, do you want to go? Do you want to experience this? And then the other part was just, I don't know, I couldn't answer it. I suppose it was never an option, you know, growing up as 13, 14, 15, like I, I couldn't pick holiday. So it was, it wasn't up to me kind of thing. And it just never came up. And I felt like there was a lot of pressure to have experienced something that was part of me, but at the same time wasn't. I think if I had been half American, half French, uh, half Canadian, you know, somewhere else that also has black people, half English, I don't think there would have been as big as a pull to Jamaica, because Jamaica's quite exotic, you know, it's, when you think of Jamaica, you're like, whoa, like, that's, you know, that's class, that's cool, blah, 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 and I think the pressures of that projection of Jamaica being this really great place just added the pressure of not having been there and not experienced that when apparently I should have. And I have family out there as well, so that's another thing. Do you know, I think if there wasn't any family out there, then would I be as interested in going? I mean, I think I would still want to go, but I don't think I would want to go as much. You know, I wouldn't have wanted to go as much as I did. It definitely played on my mind that I need to go there, but the opportunity hadn't, hadn't came up. And then it did, and it was a weird circumstance of how it came up and... Basically, my dad phoned me one day and was like, look, your granddad has been killed in a hit and run. Dramatic pause. I'm going to be going to Jamaica. And I just, I just simply said, can I come? I didn't think about it. I didn't think about what I was doing, when it was or anything. I just wanted to go. And I felt like it was a good time for me and my dad to go in terms of us bonding and us kind of going through this experience together as well as that also a good time to kind of just actually go and see family and be there for family as well in this circumstance because it was you know people were obviously grieving or gonna be grieving and for me personally I didn't feel anything because my granddad had no impact on my life uh, I'd never met him I'd never even spoken to him so for me it was a stranger obviously i was sad but it wasn't something that i you know he didn't affect my life so he the emotions just weren't there in a nutshell so the reason why i was going was to give that support to you know, my dad or to my auntie or even my granny you know who i, I would then meet uh, on in london jamaica and that's why i wanted to go it's just it's a weird thing to go there for the first time, but also to go there for a loss, which I didn't feel as a, I didn't feel like it was a loss, but it was a loss. Really weird, really weird feeling. Um, and I was aware as well of, you know, my dad made a made a point of it not just being about this dark cloud of, of the funeral and everything. He did make it uh, fun. I mean, we were there for two weeks, and the first week. The first kind of four or five days was the funeral and, and everything around that and then after that we had about 10 days to kind of explore the island and and, I'll, and that's basically you know what, what I'll talk about but yeah I suppose at the moment from just saying can I come to actually getting 
the flights booked and actually getting to the airport it just it felt like a really long time and I was excited I was nervous you know I have all these different emotions you know I was looking up on Google map to kind of see like you know where my granny lives and, and what, what the area is like and stuff like that but you can't actually get Google Maps um, street view in Jamaica so you can only see it from an aerial view and you can't really get in that close so you know I only really had fragments of, of what to expect you know I was excited and at the same time very aware of that this was going to be a weird situation and then the flights got booked and we were good to go well guys look that is part one of my trip to Jamaica thank you for listening to this kind of background and and leading up to kind of going to the airport hopefully as always it's been beneficial and you've enjoyed it and sure you'll hear me in the next one